We getting real serious, man. Relax, man. We got yeah, relax. Dude. Just have a conversation. We just chilling. Reese don't even know where he's at. Yeah, <laughs> Reese, Reese be like this. He be like, "Y'all ready? All right, welcome to Back and Forth." <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right, fellas, man. Did y'all see the uh, Mike Tyson, Roy Jones Jr. fight? Yes, indeed, man. Spent that money for that card, for that concert slash fight. <laughs> <laughs> it was pretty dope, man. I mean, honestly, uh, the music was like, was the difference. I mean, between yeah. fights, they had the little mini concerts, man. I like that. I like that touch to it a lot. It kept it, uh, kept it engaging, you know? Yeah, I saw the OG Snoop Dogg out there still crib walking. and Uncle Snoop. Blowing <laughs> trees. Blowing trees for the people. Yeah, he ain't lost a step. No, nah, nah. he ain't never gonna let that go. No, nah, but his commentating, man, that <laughs> was complete, just straight comedy, man. Who, Snoop? Snoop, he said, it's like watching my two uncles fight the barbecue. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, it was funny, Stupid, man. man. So, uh, so Mike Tyson and Roy Jones Jr., some two 50-year-olds, uh, basically still doing what they love. What y'all think of that? Man, I, I was loving the whole thing, man. Especially with Tyson's uh, approach to it. He was real humble. You know, Mike, you know, he's Iron Mike. You know, he's that that dude everybody was scared of. And he, he got that whole, he go, he may, he may hurt Roy, that whole thing. But he was so humble, man. I remember in the uh, in the little pre-fight interviews, they were asking him, uh, why, why are you doing this? What are you, what are you trying to prove? He's like, I'm trying to show that, you know, things I'm afraid of. I'm gonna go ahead and just do it. That's how I've always been. I'm afraid of it. I'm gonna do it. And the guy was like, What, you afraid? And Tyson was like, Yeah, I'm afraid, man. I'm 57 years old, about to fight another grown man. Yeah, yeah. Just being real, you know, Mike was being real. Even after the fight, he was talking about, Yeah, y'all worried about Roy. What about my head? You know, what about me? I can get hurt too, you know? Yeah, it's not it's not just a fight, it's a you're a you're a walking living legend. And yeah, it's man. broadcast for me for millions of people to dissect. So yeah, I mean, you know, the fear of being embarrassed basically is huge. Yeah. I think people forget that like although it's Mike Tyson and he's knocked out his fair share of individuals, he's also lost, right? He's also been scrutinized by the public. Like you always I don't care who you are, man, you're there's going to be a point in time where you're gonna do something that that brings a little fear to you. And I got to applaud Mike for being able to overcome that. I mean, you could tell in his training. Like, I don't know if it was fear that was pushing him, the drive, the anticipation. It was probably a combination of it all. But, I mean, he was he was doing work in his training from what I saw. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't really catch out Roy Jones training like that. But Mike was on it. And Mike's always been that way, though. Even back in the, yeah. like, back in the day, he was giving interviews. He always said he was, he's afraid. I don't get my get to the ring, you know. Walking up, walking up there, I'm afraid. I'm getting in the ring, eye to eye. I'm afraid until I see him break. You know what I mean? The thing, lesson here, we gotta make this philosophical. Obviously, is uh him having that fear, but still going forward, doing this, gotta doing what we gotta do. And the other thing about that is, is Iron Mike, you know, God of War. He is that dude we all know. Is that nobody wanna fight him? You always say like, hey, would you do five minutes in the ring, with Mike Tyson? They're like, nah, nah, nah. And this dude is admitting, like, listen, I've been afraid. I'm, I'm afraid. It's okay. People got to get over that, especially if men, especially black men, is having that fear is okay. You know what I mean? But it's how you're going to react to that fear. Are you going to get there? You're going to fight? You're going to get there and you get knocked out? Or what are you going to do with that fear? That fear gets you, gets you going. You know, that fight or fight. 
And uh, Mike's always said that, man. He's always had that fear. He said, yeah, I had it, but it's how you overcome that. He said it several times last night, you know, talking about that. And uh, I just love that, man. It kind of humanizes him, how humble he is and who he is. Like, that's Mike Tyson talking about fear and how he overcame that fear. Because there's nothing more dangerous than two grown men trying to knock each other's head off. <laughs> yeah. Especially when, you're 50, yeah, especially when you're 50 years old. One I mean, hit, it's, man. Oh, it's, it's over, man. Yep. But <clears throat> also, speaking of fear, it keeps you on your toes. You know what I mean? It keeps you sharp. So he's probably, his, his senses was probably dialed to 10. <laughs> um, but, you know, he did it. He jumped over it and, and it, overcame it, that. It, yeah, it should keep you sharp. So the thing about fear, um, everything that I've ever feared, like endeavor, has paid off because it's basically risk versus reward. Um, and the more, the more risk it is, the more um, chance it is to fail. And that's where the fear comes because, you know, the fear of getting hurt, the fear of losing money, the fear of being embarrassed. And I think that's the, the, the biggest one is the fear of being embarrassed. Um, mm -hmm. So what, what should happen with that fear is to have you plan, you know, just plan super hard. So when I was going through my, um, when I, my first class ever, it was speech class. And the, uh, the, the guidance counselor or the college counselor was basically saying, this is the class everyone puts on hold and behind them because everyone's scared of it. Um, so she's like, I highly recommend you do it first, you know? And I, I think that happens so much, especially like public speaking. So, you know, well, public speaking, you gotta prep for it. You know what I mean? If you're gonna write a speech, Go over it a few times, do it in the mirror. There's that there's different tips and even organizations like Toastmasters. Um, and then the more you practice, the more you're confident. So no matter if um, you know, what's the venue or how big the crowd is, public speaking, you're still gonna have that fear. But when you go in prepared, uh, like a fight or even investing when you've done research on that company, um, that fear should subside because you're prepared. Now that makes sense. And you think about it like this, is your fear can be like a fear of scared, like I'm generally just scared, or fear of in a respectful caution. You know what I mean? And the more you prepare for something, it becomes more of a respectful caution. I mean, you know things can, can probably go a little bad, you know, but preparing for it, like you prepare for your, your class, it gives you more of a respectful caution than a, I'm scared. You know what I mean? It kind of dissuades that a little bit. Look at the same thing with, with Mike Tyson and them, is that that fear is not, I don't think it's a fear as in I'm a tuck and run, but a fear more of I have a, a cautionary respect for this. You know what I mean? I know the dangers of it. I'm not going to sit here and act like it's, I'm invincible. You know what I mean? That's what I think is what the difference is, is having that uh, the actual scared feeling or that respectful caution. Yeah. See, and then uh, on the on the flip side of being respectfully cautious, you can that fear can also develop a false bravado, right? So you see those guys where they, and then we were talking about boxing. We could talk about guys jumping in the ring. <clears throat> it's like a false bravado where they jump in the ring and they're too cocky. Mm -hmm. Right. And they, they, it to us, we're like, Oh man, this dude just, he thinks he's about to beat this guy, but internally he could be scared as hell, right. you know, and just kind of showing out. And that's how he deals with his fear. 
to me, when you when you approach fear that way, then the level of embarrassment and the percentage of of actually being embarrassed if it goes the opposite way that you want it to yeah. go is higher. You know, so me personally, I've never been that way. If I'm fearful, I'm not going in with this cocky attitude. Like mm-hmm. you're probably gonna know I'm a little nervous. What was but, that? Um, remember that? Remember when Martin fought uh, Tommy Hearns? Man. <laughs> and he was in the ring like, you the champ. Yeah. Nobody's going to take that away from you. <laughs> they were memeing meme Nate Robinson on that, man, too, in that yeah, same man. meme. Oh, they, man. They did that boy Nate wrong. So what did y'all think about that card? What y'all think about that match, Nate Robinson and uh, Logan? Man, I ain't going to lie. I didn't follow. I don't, I didn't, I don't know Jake uh, Paul too much. I knew who he is. That's oh, like yeah, person. Paul. Yeah. Uh, say what? Say what? I said Logan, but yeah, my bad. It was yeah, Jake brother. Paul. Yes, Logan's his brother. But I didn't know too much. I know who they are, but I don't really follow them too much. And I, I went there like, oh, who's this dude? Who's this clown from YouTube? But I can't say that no more, man, because he uh put that dude, and I say to sleep. He put him to sleep, sleep. He hit him, yeah, he the, he hit him, he hit him the first him time, man. Hit him in the forehead. He knocked it on the ground. He got up. He was already out. His eyes were looking like Forrest Whitaker. Oh, man. Blade, yeah. He was looking, yeah. <laughs> he was looking like, he was looking all kinds of sleepy-eyed. Then that second hit, oh, no. bro, he was man. Liza Featherspin was aboard. He hit that, hey, he hit that floor. Hey, Forrest Whitaker, man, if you're ever on our show, ever in the future, I apologize in advance. <laughs> I right? personally don't think your eyes are that messed up. But either way, um, yeah, man. Um, so I saw. I didn't watch. I didn't watch the card, but um, I know uh, I saw Jake's training video. And, uh, you know, like the uh, the uh, reporters were actually saying, like, no, this dude is like taking his training serious. Really? You know, like he really does. It. Yeah. I think he boxes and he does. Yeah. MMA. He got, some, he does he got some fights under him already. Yeah. Yeah. I think he's like, undefeated. Yeah. Yeah. Like and he he's a big dude, a solid dude. You can yeah. tell he's in, he's in shape. shape. He's in shape. He's yeah. working. Yeah. Um, both him and his brother are both pretty solid. I think his brother played football in high school or something like that but they're solid dudes they're not small um and you know nate is only five nine nate is a solid dude too though he's he's pretty solid he's kind of built like a running back but he played quarterback if i'm not mistaken i think he was a he played college football too um but he's just a freaking nature, Nate Robinson. He is. Nate, Nate is mm-hmm. a freaking nature, man. Goose yeah. by nine and won two slam dunk contests. Like, Duncan. Yeah. Just jumping out yeah. of Yeah, Duncan. Way. Yeah. And I mean, you got to think, Nate is probably what, our age? He, he's got to be, right? Around that, yeah. Yeah. And, and then the, the younger brother, I mean, he's what, probably in his 20s? That, that plays a difference, man. <clears throat> that makes a difference. Yeah. And Reese, you box, man. So you know what kind of feeling they had. You know what I mean? You've no. been in that ring, man. No, it's uh, it's not a good feeling at all. It's, especially because <laughs> you know when you spar, the first time you spar is crazy. The yeah, first time that you the gloves, even with headgear, it's like, oh man, you know what I'm saying? That dude's coming at you, and you throwing mm-hmm. it. It's different. Um, hitting the bag, the speed bag, shadow boxing, um, right. all that stuff, and then you get in the ring, and they like, hey, go at it. You know what I'm saying, dude? Do that one, two, three, you know, yeah, yeah. Combos. and then um, I boxed one time for like a charity. Uh, we got a you know, they gave us an amateur card and everything. 
uh, so it could be sanctioned. And then, you know, walking out and seeing, I think, about 300 people in the bright lights, I was mm-hmm. like, ugh. I so kind of like mm-hmm. what you said, Hakeem, I, I had to play like I was super confident. <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. I even like, I, yeah, I even did the showman. Um, I, I put the, uh, the like Mike T- Tyson uh, temporary tattoo on my face, but no, he did. Bro, it, was, it was real, man. Yeah, it was, yeah, it was real, and um, it, it's crazy because like when I was telling you about prepping and everything, I had that adrenaline dump. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, man. Like mentally, I knew what to do, but my body was just so exhausted just from that anxiety yeah. that I couldn't execute. It gets you hyped up, man. I remember my yeah. first fight, uh, going out there. This dude was a little smaller than me, and people always say, "Oh, you can get this dude." I'm like, I don't know this get this guy what he has. I don't know what's going on. My whole fear, I had a fear of this. Do not get knocked out in front of people that that are coming to see you. Just do not get knocked out. I don't care who you are, who you facing. I don't care who it is. You can have that little bit of that little bit of fear when you get in there, especially when you get people watching you, people looking around you. I remember I was uh, in that first. Uh, it was the first or second. Fight. I can't remember which one it was. But uh, my corner man, Clint Godfrey, shout out to Clint Godfrey. He's a WC fighter. Is uh, he kept saying, I kept hearing him say, cross hook, cross hook. I just kept throwing jabs because my mind was not connecting <laughs> what he was saying, man, to, to do what he told me to do. I couldn't do it. My body was just shutting down. Because when you're in there, you're, you, got, you got a plan. But when that adrenaline's pumping, somebody's trying to knock your head off and you're in there moving around, everybody has a plan until they get punched in the mouth. And yeah. Facts when this might trying to hit you, yeah. your plans go out yeah. the window. Unless you super super trained fighter, man, you gotta adjust. Yeah. And that's what uh Tyson said too. Same thing, man. He had a plan. Yeah. When he got hit, he had to adjust. <laughs> you know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I've Same only sparred one time, man. I sparred one time, and um, that was enough for me. And it's crazy because I mean, you know, growing up, we've been in fights, right? I think we've all been in fights as, mm-hmm. as kids, teenagers. It's just different when you're an adult because. I think after seeing people get knocked out, I'm like, I'm not trying to get knocked out, man. And even with headgear, I was still like a little nervous. Like, man, if he hits me the wrong way, he can still put me to sleep because the, the guy was bigger than me. He was six two or something like that. He was just a really small dude, um, but he still had that reach. Mm-hmm. And I mean, it, it all the training in the world thrown out the window. All that training done. Yeah. As soon as he hit me, I'm like. Man, I forgot how to fight. Especially it was your first <laughs> fight, man. Did you get rattled at all? Um, I, I, you know what? I was rattled going and like getting set up. No, and, like, no, 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 rattled, not not shaking. Like rattled me. Like you got yeah, hit on this side of your head and your brain shifted. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I know what you're talking about. Um, yeah, I would say the first the first punch definitely like. It it did yeah it rattled me a little bit but it kind of uh, woke me up though like that 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 yeah. hit like woke me up um and then I was I was good um it's kind of like when I think um uh, Jason or no uh, Maurice you was talking about uh, doing a speech class it's kind of like doing a speech for me I'm nervous I got butterflies until the first word comes out and then mm-hmm. it kind of like smooths out you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. That's how it was with my sparring match. I granted I wasn't in an actual boxing match like you, Reese, but um after the first few hits, I'm like, okay, I'm good. This ain't too bad. I don't want to get knocked out, but it ain't too bad. 
Right. So you got to respect, you know, everyone who was out there last night because, um, you know, they, Nate Robinson, very accomplished NBA player. Uh, you could maybe say he overachieved. You know, Mike Tyson, the same thing, living legend, same thing with uh, Roy Jones Jr. But they're still out there, um, you know, that's still not good enough. So they're still accomplishing their goals um, and, and, and living their best life. So mm-hmm. when it comes to goals for you, you know, basically, how do you execute a goal? And what's the difference between a goal and a dream? I know for me, when I was younger, uh, I didn't do it. I didn't do it the right way. You know, I, my goals back in the day were weren't actually goals; they were dreams. And those dreams are things that you, you know, you want to accomplish, but you don't do anything towards to to accomplish those things. You just dream about it. You just say, "Hey, I want to, you know, um, be able to uh, buy a million dollar house," but then I just sit there and play Xbox all day. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's not. It's, just, oh, it's a dream. I think a goal is more of a thing that's, you know, it's more action oriented. If I say I want to do these things, then cool. Then I'm gonna get up and do certain things. If I say I'm gonna do a, you know, a podcast with my boys, I'm gonna set my alarm and get up on time to make sure I'm there on time to go ahead and film it. You know what I'm saying? Preach. <laughs> just, <laughs> Preach. I, I'm just saying. I didn't say nothing. I'm Why y'all saying. throwing shots, man? <laughs> no, you're gonna you're gonna make actions towards those towards those goals. He's man. still wiping out cold from his eyes. <laughs> I am. <laughs> But it's cool though. I'm here. I'm here. <laughs> you said Nate going to sleep. I'm going to sleep too. Yeah, I was sleep just like that. <laughs> now, that's the thing though. Just is just setting those those actions. Goals have actions. Dreams do not. That's how I see it. Yeah. It's okay to dream because your goals start with the dream. You got to have a a dream. I want to do this. But then that dream has to come into goals, and those goals have to come into little actions. And you got to take steps to reach those goals, and those goals will become your dreams. But if you're just dreaming. You can sit there all day and dream. If I'm sitting, I can dream all day. If I'm not doing anything, that's all it is. It becomes just a dream. And it, a lot of good ideas, a lot of dreams are in the graveyard right now because people yeah. did not take action and do anything with it, you know? Yeah. Uh, no, I, I, I agree. Um, I look at it as dreams is like <clears throat> where I want to be, right? That's like no kidding um, the perfect world, that's my dream, right? Perfect world, this is where I would like to be in my dreams. The goals, like you said, are the actionable, attainable um, uh, tasks and accomplishments that you can actually turn into fruition. Uh, I kind of look at it like, y'all know I'm studying for my project management certification. So um, <clears throat> I look at it like your dreams are like your project, right? That's like no kidding in project. Is it attainable? If it's not too crazy, it, it probably is. So your goals are like your work packages, your de- your decomposed work packages. What's attainable? What can you actually accomplish today, tomorrow, a year from now? Your dream is probably, okay, where do I want to be 20 years from now, right? Still a dream is very far away. Is it attainable? Let's make it attainable. Let's take the baby steps to get there. Um, so I don't necessarily like to discount dreams um, <clears throat> because you see people that are in high places today that probably dreamt, you know, they had dreams of that. You know, I could see myself as president of the United States, you know, as Barack Obama. I mean, 
and of time, it probably was just a dream. Baby steps, certain goals, and he was able to obtain, you know, obtain his dreams. So I don't think that uh, all dreams are unattainable. I think you just have to make realistic, make them realistic, and you could probably attain them. You just got to take baby steps. Mm-hmm. Yeah, one of my, my favorite Drake lines and something like, uh, you know, there, there ain't nothing I'm going to wait for. I'm the type to say a prayer and go get what I just prayed for. You know what I mean? And that's, uh, I think, as simple as that. You, you know, and when you um, try different things and you accomplish certain goals, your goals get bigger. You realize, dang, I did that. You know what I'm saying? Um, it was a, uh, you can almost call it a dream of mine. I thought, you know, this wouldn't happen until I was this stage or, you know, this was just side. And then you, when you accomplish that, that should open you up to, well, damn, I can do anything. Um, and it's just like kind of what we were talking about. Um, I mean, just ha- have those milestones, but you, you gotta have a plan to reach them or they'll just stay dreams, you know? So. Yeah. I think also understanding your purpose in life and, you know, figuring out being on a mission is totally different when you are um, on, on a path to basically becoming what you, I guess, what you feel what you're destined to be. Um, I think that really, and I think a lot of people out here don't have that. They don't have that that purpose so you know that cliche quote there's you know there's two you was it you're born two times when you the day you're born and yeah. then the the day you realize why you were born mm-hmm. um or something like that i think that's so that's so profound and so true and that's hard too to get to that point where you know your purpose or you feel like you know your purpose because a lot of people sitting on their whole life not understanding what their purpose is you know, so yeah. I think part of that is actually trying to figure out what your purpose is, you know, trying to figure those. That's why you got to be diverse in what your life, you know, what, you, what you're doing. Because How do you know what your purpose is? Let's you try out or expose yourself to a bunch of things. You, just, you don't, your purpose is to start an orphanage, but you've never been to an orphanage, in, you know, in different third world country. How do, how do you know? You don't know these things until you go out there and experience them. Something you said, but Drake's quote, and I thought about, and talked about how, you know, him with prayer. It's the same thing with prayer. You know, um, if you pray without action, you're just wishing. Now, that's not my check. God is not a genie. Now, I mean, a lot of people want to sit and pray and just not do anything, but you have to take action on that. You can't just sit back and not do anything. You have to be mobile. You have to express some energy. You have to move to do something, whether it's moving your mouth to have a conversation, whether it's going to meet new people, whatever it is, you know, do, treat your goals. It's got to be uh, energy expend. You know what I mean? You can't just sit there and, and just hope. You know, yeah. So, nothing. Yeah, it's funny that you say that because I was actually going to bring that point up. So I got you know a few friends and family members that, <clears throat> when it comes to accomplishing or you know, making a life change, <clears throat> I always hear this. I will put it in God's hands. Personally, I hate that quote. I I hate when people say that because it it makes it sound like hands off. Yeah. I'm not going to do nothing. It'll, it'll come to me and it's not that's not how it works that's not how life works um 
you know, if you're a religious person, what have you, um, that's why you have free will, right? That's, that's why you have the ability to make decisions. Um, you, you can't be passive in trying to obtain and accomplish goals. And a lot of people, I don't want to say a lot of people, some people just fall into that, that mind state that hands off, I'm going to put it in God's hands. You're not going to accomplish anything like that. And also something that you also brought up was, um, you know, actionable in the sense of just something as mundane as opening your mouth and speaking to someone, you know, the old adage, closed mouths don't get fed, right? Have a conversation. You never know who you're going to meet. Networking. Networking is huge. <laughs> you never know who you're going to meet. And I've experienced that a few times. Um, talk, have a conversation, you know, open your eyes to speaking to someone that you probably wouldn't normally speak to. You might learn something, you know, it might change your, your perspective on things, right. and, you know, help you find out, you know, what you want to do or, or a goal that you want to obtain. Yeah. I got a friend of mine. If I don't mean to mention her, I'm going to do it anyways. Uh, a friend of mine, Angela, and, uh, she is the master. The master. Name drop it. Hey, I got. I, I got to give her first name. I didn't give her last name. She, she know what I'm talking about. She's she said, hey, yeah, she, may not, she may not. She may not want to say it, but uh, right. Yeah. I'm gonna hide her identity. So let's call her Angela. I want to get her on the pod, man. I think she's a genius, man. She is a genius. She knows how to connect with people and how to make how to make connections, talk to people, and network. And she's introduced me to people that I would never even dream of meeting or talking to because of how she is. But because me and she and I talk, you know, on, on, on a regular, is that I'm exposed to, you know, to her talent of being able to meet people, you know what I mean, be able to connect people. Um, she, she has that, she has that thing because she's mo she's mobile, she's she's active. Like you, I had to get back on religion again, but you talked about it, you know, the, the phrase is walk with faith, not stand with faith. You gotta be, it takes action, it takes energy, you know what I mean, locomotion. You gotta gotta keep moving. And she's the epitome of that, how she's always constantly moving and talking and moving and shaking and making things happen. And that's one thing I have a weakness of is I stay in my bubble a little bit too much, you know what I mean? But I'm learning that through her, be able to get out more and conversate even more. Even though we do a good job, you know, we're three men that have goals and we're driven and we do things. We're active, you know, with each other in our in the chat, you know, in our group. But we always, you can always get better. You can always improve and oh, for sure. even more, you know, talk to more people, you know what I mean? But you never know what conversation, what meeting, what connection is going to take you to the next level, take you to where you want to go next. You just, you never know. Uh, you can't do that in a pod. You can't in a, in, in a small little pod by yourself. And you can't do that in isolation. You have to be out and you have to be doing things and having conversations. Even ones that are uncomfortable, you have to be moving. So the biggest thing with this whole thing is if you got goals, you got to be moving. What are you going to do tomorrow to, to reach that goal you have a week from now? Every day should be some step towards reaching a goal that you have set. If not, you're just dreaming and dreaming. It happens when you're sleeping and sleeping's not moving. You know? No, you're right. Even with this uh, podcast, I remember um, watching my girl's podcast and I hit you up like, man, you know what I mean? I got all these ideas. And it's yeah. like, yo, write them down. Like, what do you mean? Let's get to it. And, you know, obviously when I started writing them down, uh, it started brainstorming and, and it just filled up the, you know, my whole notepad. And I was like, man, I, I got to get to it because it's just too much mm. 
going on, but mm-hmm. you know, I was literally just sitting there. All I do is watch pods and basically he's just inspiring me and giving me these ideas. And I'm just, you know, keeping them in my head and like, man, you know, I can't wait to 2021. Can't wait to launch it then. And you know, there right. was no reason to wait. There was no I reason go out here and do it. Yeah. And I got, I got two real, real uh, close friends, good friends that, um, are kind of like uh, Angela. So one is Doppel that you met, and my other boy is uh, Paris in uh, Atlanta. And them dudes are so, I, I think they don't understand the gift they have where they, they can go up to anybody, like, you know, mm-hmm. to, from women to the person behind the cash register to, you know, the parking attendant to a homeless person and literally just chop it up, like, what's going on? How you doing? You know what I'm mean? like? They, like they've known them for years. And um, I mean, you, you know, if you could turn that gift and, and monetize it, or you could, you know, have that gift um, have an impact and help change the world, then you're on to something, you know what I mean? And, but that's something they have to, they have to deal with, you know, they get something that they have to understand that that's not like everyone else, you know? So like Mike Tyson, the way he hits is not like everyone else, so, <laughs> you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so what's some of your uh, personal goals and dreams that you guys got right now? I got one right now. Uh, my people know about it already. Is to be able to uh, feed my family without having to go to the store. You know, it's kind of a kind of a weird <laughs> thing. But I want to be able to grow as much as I can or raise as much as I can as far as uh, food and uh, things like that in my backyard, you know? So I started this process about two years ago and uh, it takes a lot of work to get there. I always thought you just plant some seeds and you're good mm-hmm. and that's mm-hmm. it. No, it's, when I say it's a whole other job, it's a whole different uh, lifestyle that I didn't realize, but I'm learning from it, you know what I mean? To get to that point where you're trying to, you know, sustain the majority of what you, you eat in your backyard, it's no easy task, but it takes that, you know, that little bit of planning and then you have, you have the seasons, you get a plan around the seasons that little things matter. Like the weather matters so much more to me mm-hmm. now. Seven yeah. days out, the weather matters to me. Before it was like, do I wear a raincoat today or do I need a, you know, I put, a, put a beanie on. Now it's deeper than that. You know, what's the humidity outside gonna be? You know, what's, how much sunshine are we gonna have? Or, you know, what's the rainfall? And is it too much, is it too little? The small other things matter to you when you got a different kind of goal. And, uh, this is gonna be a long-term type of thing. It's, it's, it's gonna be like a you know couple years, you know, because it takes a while for certain things to grow. So it's gonna be this goal is gonna be like a uh, it's long-term, it's one of the long-term things, and uh, it takes a lot of work, more work than I thought. Put it like that, a lot more yeah. work than I thought. My wife thought too. She ain't too happy about some things I gotta do, but hey, <laughs> you know, I got I got goals. Yeah. <laughs> That's cool, man. That's really cool. Um, for me, it's not as um exciting as creating your own uh, livable food source and all man, that. Ain't exciting, but, man. It's boring. That's the problem, man. It's not exciting. <laughs> um, for me, I, I would say my short-term goal, and I think, Reese, you know this, man, is, um, like I said before, I'm going for a PMP certification. That is a certification that I really want. So I've been studying my butt off. Test again in uh, about a month. So it's the short-term goal. Um, my dream is 
transitioning from the military and having a successful uh, civilian career. That that's my dream. So, um, with different um, avenues, with a, a different um, revenue streams. So, you know, we got our business. I got a couple of personal things I'm I'm trying to accomplish. We got the podcast, civilian career, like that's the dream is those multiple sources of income successfully. Um, but obviously it goes back to baby steps. You know, we're what five episodes deep, you know what I mean? We're making moves with, with our personal company. And, um, and then obviously though, those personal goals I'm trying to obtain. So that's, uh, that's where I'm at. What is it? Do you um, have either you kind of realize your purpose yet? You know what? That's that's a good question because we've talked about this before, uh, you and I, Reese. And uh, in regards to, I think you found your purpose, Jason. I think you found your purpose too because you're very involved with with kids. Obviously, you're a teacher. Um, I don't know what my purpose is yet. I know what I like to do. Um, right. I just don't know if that's my purpose. Um, is there anything wrong with that? No, not at all. I mean, it's so we got some living to do, but um, I don't know. I, 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 it's hard for me to say because I like to do a lot. There's a lot of different things that I've done in the past that I, I genuinely like to do, like building computers. I like IT. I like building computers. Um, do I see that as my purpose? I, I don't know. I don't know yet. Mm-hmm. It's hard to say. Yeah. Well, you, when you, no, you 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 know there's no question be, there's no question yeah it's like i don't know i'm not sure you know i think yeah you'll, you'll figure it out what about you jason yeah you know you 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 think about it a lot and you're it'll be mm. the thing on the forefront of your mind you know it'll drive you i don't think you have to have one purpose i don't think you have to have that one single thing that's, that's going to be a purpose in life uh, i think that's i don't think that's realistic i think it'd be based, based on your environment and what your skills are uh, you, you have certain skills um that you develop over a certain period of time your purpose is going to change. You know what I mean? Uh, like, like you said, I, I love educating children. You know what I mean? Like, so they can get information I didn't have when I was younger at an earlier age. So if I know it, I want them to know it. If I learn something new, I want them to know something new. You know, and uh, I don't know if that's my purpose or not, but it's my passion. So that's, I don't know if it's purpose and passion has to be the same thing. Um, so I'm not sure if I found my exact purpose yet. You know, like I know what I want to do, but I don't know if it's the exact thing I should be doing. And if anybody gets to that point, you know, good on you, you have, you have made it. And I don't know if I've even gotten there yet, you know, um, I'm still trying to figure that out. You know what I mean? So I know what I like to do, but I know what I think I should do, but I don't know if I know exactly what my purpose is just yet. Is it safe to say that you may not ever realize your purpose and it just happens? You know what I mean? Like, even though you said, okay, it may be in the front for the, the forefront of your mind, but do you think that there are instances where <clears throat> you may not understand your purpose per se, you're doing it, actively doing it, and let's say you, you know, you pass, and people are like, no, that was his passion. That was, that was, he was meant to do that. Mm-hmm. You see that sometimes. Uh, yeah. sometimes. You know what I mean? Like, oh no, he was, he was meant, he, he was meant to do that. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, there's tons of like recording artists or like athletes where they say, you know, a fan comes up to them and 
They'll be like, yo, this album got me through a, you know, a divorce or a death or, you know, an athlete hearing that, um, you know, a kid with leukemia is trying to stay alive um, to, to see them win a Super Bowl or even um, Chadwick Baldwin, Baldwin. Bozeman. Bozeman, yeah. Bozeman. <laughs> Black Panther, you know, he was crazy is he actually had cancer and he was going to children's hospital mm-hmm. talking to kids with cancer. You know, they was when he passed away, um, they a clip resurfaced when he was talking to, to children basically on their deathbeds, uh saying that, you know, they that they just want to stay alive to see, you know, the Black Panther movie. So um you may not understand your purpose until you realize, and, and I think your purpose has to, um, it has to be like spread, like other people have to benefit from it. Exactly. So I, just, I just want tons of money nah. in the bank. Um, so uh, yeah, but, but yeah, you're absolutely correct. You might have to define yeah. your purpose too. I mean, you have to find out, say, yeah. my purpose is going to be this. I think there's nothing wrong with that either. Just say, my purpose is going to be this and you're going to go towards that, that goal trying to create that purpose and make sure that purpose goes through and helps other people. So it could be that way too, where you just find it. You know what I mean? You find yeah. that thing that you're good at and that becomes your purpose. I don't, I don't know. I'm, I'm in the mind that I don't think it's just some cosmic thing. You got to sit there and wait to be told what your purpose is. You got to be active and you got to seek it out. And if, based on, based on your circumstances and interactions and relationships, like I said, those skills you develop, I think your purpose starts to manifest itself. Now, if you're doing things in the right way, you should be right people you're talking to, Right relationships, and it's gonna, your purpose is going to find you. You know what I mean? It's, gonna, it's, gonna, it's going to come based on the things you're doing actively. I don't think you just sit, like I said, you don't sit there in the basement playing Xbox, and all of a sudden, yeah, that's my purpose. You know what I mean? It's not going to happen. It's not going to happen like yeah. that, man. Yeah. It's not yeah. Hollywood. My purpose is Unless your purpose the is- highest score <laughs> yeah. ever. Or yeah. call it <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Who knows? That might be it for some people. That might be your so, purpose, man. How people are getting paid. Though, you know? Hey, people are getting paid the game. So yeah, man. My thing and is, if it is find a new purpose at age twenty-one. Because <laughs> right. You're in the dope. No, we're not here to judge. Can help somebody, man. Society, something. You know what I mean. I haven't read that book though. I read it a long time ago. I can't remember anything in the purpose-driven life. Uh, I can't really talk on the book itself. It says, but you got to have a purpose to drive you. You got to have something. You gotta, whether it's a, a goal or a, some kind of purpose. Because if not, you know, like I said before, you're not moving. And what are you actually doing? You're just existing. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Different between existing and living. Existing, you just eat, sleep, do the other thing. Mm-hmm. You've got a purpose and you've got a goal and you're active. You're doing something. You got some reason to get up in the morning. And not just to go to your job. That's not your purpose, not to get up. You know, get your alarm, drive to work, work eight hours, come home, eat, sleep, do the same thing. That's not life. That is not yeah. a purpose. That is something you're doing to sustain your life, to help you, you know, pay to pay your bills, do things you have to do. But that is not a purpose. Yeah, now, for the necessities, yeah. yeah. Yeah, but that W-2 job or job you're doing, you, that can help, you know, help your purpose later on. But that's, I'll tell you right now, going to every day doing the same routine is not your purpose. That's not mm-hmm. it. You got to find it. You got to find something else. Another- Another Drake bar. Uh, he basically <laughs> said, uh, "In the book oh, of Drake, Nikki, chapter one, all right? It's <laughs> like Kendrick Lamar. <laughs> <laughs> that moment for life. He was like, you know, everybody dies, but not everyone. Everybody, everybody lives. lives. Like, yeah. that's, that's crazy. So, you know, that earlier this year with the um, the COVID, 
when we started talking about um, the, you know, the market and, you know, investing and options. And then, you know, just me just sitting there having an idea, like I'm being in three different chats and like, yo, let me combine this chat. And then it, you know, grew, grew and grew. And then every time we had like a Zoom meeting, people hitting me up on the side, like, yo, this mm-hmm. is a great, uh, kind of like a great movement. And damn, I was like, that. I was like, really like, man, this is, you know what I'm saying? It was just a yeah. quick idea where yeah. 20 dudes overnight just came in in one chat and that's all we talked about. And then the next week it was 50. And then, you know, when we added women, um, it just exploded. And then mm-hmm. it's like, man, okay. So now it's at the point where, um, you know, I, I mentioned before in the other pod that, you know, watching E.T. Eric Thomas, like the hip, hip-hop preacher, the motivational speaker, yeah. where he's like, you know, every morning he wakes up before his alarm clock because he knows he has stuff to do. And it's like, man, I'm at that point now, like, when I want to take a nap, my body won't, I have so much stuff running in my head when I want to, you know, um, and it's annoying, but I set my alarm clock, I'm waking up 15, 30 minutes before, then before I would fight it, you know what I'm saying? I would try to lay back down, but now I embrace it because it's like, I, I get it. I got stuff to do. I need to move. I understand the mission, the purpose. You know, I'm not, I don't understand the end goal. So I feel like mm-hmm. Inspire, especially when it comes to you know uh, financial literacy and economics. On, and I'm not exactly sure how to do it, but I know like I just need to every day. I just need to put effort towards it, and you know, hopefully one day, um, you know, it'll just really have an impact to those that I'm reaching. You know, I think it. So I kind of talked about this in my last gym. Was, you know, we humans we we tend to focus on a lot of the negative that happens in our life a lot right that usually it usually outweighs the good we forget about all the good times that we had off of one bad thing you know what i mean you could have let's say you get in a car accident right you get in a car accident like oh my whole week is messed up right like no not necessarily right it sucks but you'll get over it um we just tend to forget about the little, you know, the, 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 the little successes that we, that we hit. Um, I think that is very important with staying motivated. Like, don't forget about the good that happens. Cool. Like All right, so let's give the people, let's give the people something tangible to take, take away with them when it comes to achieving their goal or even setting goals. I got write it down. Know. Go ahead. You want to make, yeah, write them down. <laughs> First one, get down, up early, man. get up on time. No. Yeah, uh, yeah. First off, set your alarm. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I would say write it down, man. I I I took uh, Jason's suggestion in you know starting a journal. I write. You know, not only do I do I reflect and like talk to myself on you know how I want the data to to end or you know the outcome of what I think the day should should go. Um, I write the goals, my goals down, you know, anything, anything that comes to mind, even the small things, even the small tasks that I want to accomplish at work, I write them all down. And um, yeah, it just helps me stay focused and it helps me try to obtain those goals. Yeah, the suggestion I have for him is the same thing. Write those goals down uh, that you know what you're going to do, but at the same time, write down what it takes to meet those goals. 
Don't just write down a goal to say, my goal is to do this. All right, for me to meet these goals, I need to do this daily. I need to do this weekly. I need to do this monthly. That way you can measure your success by those micro tasks that are going towards your goal and write those down. Whatever your goal is, all right, now figure out next, what does it take to reach that goal? That way you know if you're on track or not, or you know, you know, if you gotta, you know, you're behind, you gotta do a little adjustment, write those things down and hold yourself accountable. When you have it on paper and you put it pen to paper, you're gonna see it. It's gonna hold you accountable. Like, I haven't done this in like six months. I haven't done anything to reach their goal at all. I need to change some things. You know what I mean? And then hold yourself accountable to it. You know what I mean? Write, write in your journal, you, you write it down. Today, I didn't do anything towards what I want to do today. Tomorrow, I gotta, I gotta adjust and do it better. You know what I mean? Hold yourself accountable. And what I would uh, highly recommend is be mentally prepared to under and understand that it's not going to be easy. So if you are fat and you're trying to lose 30 pounds, you didn't get fat overnight. So it's going to take a while to basically lose that weight. If you got 20,000 in debt, you didn't get that overnight. So it's going to take some time to chip away at that and then you know, because it's, it's just it's just real frustrating when, um, you know, people say they want to do something and then you follow up with them and then they're like, you know, I, I, I hit this wall, so I stop. Or, you know, and, and you're just thinking to yourself, like, why wouldn't you expect that? Of course that would have happened. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and things happen, like, you know, I'm, I'm going to school, blah, blah, blah. Um, how's school going? Well, I, I stopped going because I had to work late or mm-hmm. work start. Okay, you know what I mean. Go to bed earlier, you know, so you can wake up earlier and do your homework. Like that's mm-hmm. that's giving. You know what I mean. Why'd you stop? Why'd you stop investing? Why'd you stop saving? Well, it was Christmas time. Had to buy gifts. Or my car broke down. Like that. That stuff happens. You know. Mm-hmm. Right. So I would just, I would just mentally prepare that it's going to be a journey. Um, and anything that's worth it, uh, it's going to be hard and just understand that so you can alleviate those excuses, um, push through. And then once you get to the finish line, it's, you know, it's worth that much more because you know, you, yeah, you push through all of that adversity. Exactly. Cool. I dig it. All right. So that's all we have. We appreciate you joining us. Make sure you like it and hit the subscribe button. Peace.